Welcome to CrossFit Flourish Radio, where we review the week just gone, find out what's coming up, and hear from our coaches on ways to maximize your flourish experience and maximize your life. Don't just exist, flourish. Hey, we're on. Here we are. Let's do it. <laughs> you should have some like rap music now. We don't have that. We need to redo the jingle, actually. Yeah, the jingle we, doesn't even say the right thing anymore. He's, <laughs> he's just got a, he's, he's a bit of a salesman, that, that It's guy, a salesman. We're supposed to talk about what's happened during the week and stuff, but we haven't talked about that for A long years. time, yeah. <laughs> I think we did like the first time. The first yeah, one. Does, yeah, which was literally just us starting to talk shit on a Friday Wondering afternoon. how we're going to make a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Are we going? We're having SD yeah. card issues here, but I no, think no, it's we're working. golden. We're and good. Because neither of us have our glasses on, we can't be 100% sure. You're lucky I can't see you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We can't see each other, but we're just sitting here <laughs> talking. So, anyway, to cut the crap, um, I just uh, came back um, from the sanctional. So the Australian CrossFit Championships, this one's called. I'm not 100% savvy with all the lingo, to be honest, because I'm not uh, having, you know, I've been to the games actually a couple of times as a spectator. Let me just state that. As a spectator, um, and I quite enjoy going, but I'm not a um, sports fan. Like, I don't actually follow, like, the form card or anything on athletes and stuff. So um, anyway, I've just been down there and uh, I... I had a few reflections and a few moments as you do when you're sitting there in the stands and you're either admiring their physiques or admiring their skill or also just realising how human they are as well and, um, you know, reflecting on what it is and why, why do I even go and looking around the crowd and wondering what brings people to watch things like this and then just one thing leads to another you reflect on the whole point of sport in crossfit and you know wh- where's it gone over the years and actually i just had a little youtube video flick up on my screen here before looking at jason Kalipa at the 2008 games and just how the sport the sport of crossfit has evolved uh, and so in that i said to greg this morning like why don't we have a just a just a general chat like i'm not 100 percent sure what direction this is going to go in but um talking about the sport of crossfit versus crossfit training and you know, where does it all fit together? Um, we probably, like most noticeably for anybody that's been involved in CrossFit in the last sort of t- oh, 24 months, you've probably seen CrossFit flicked off the CrossFit games in terms of sort of separated themselves. So you have CrossFit, the organisation, and then you have the CrossFit games. And while, okay, it's still sort of under their umbrella, they really market it and push them as distinct species now. Yeah. Uh, and then CrossFit's own website now, if you go to the CrossFit website, you don't see the beastly athletes plastered all over that website anymore. So there's yeah. been this separation really and I think you know they're trying to make this separation between the sport of CrossFit and just general CrossFit training. Yeah, and they, and they did it a while ago. Uh, they almost went to a dramatic like uh, effect of it to start with when they – brought out the the lounge room set up on the website and the old people the with old water people, yeah. jugs and stuff and and for for us as affiliates like this is this is what we see every day like not saying that everybody we see in our gym is old people but you're everyday people yeah like that that's it it's not um it's not your jason kalipa or you know well back these were the athletes when we were looking at jason kalipa and neil maddox and all those sorts you know but yep it's it's the people who you know have have the type two diabetes or you know have trouble moving off the couch or you know all that sort of stuff. So it was super important that they went and took that direction of yes, we are 
taking a stand and saying, yes, we still want the CrossFit Games to be an important part of CrossFit, but at the same time, we, we're not making that our promotion of CrossFit right. anymore. It's never, that's because it never was what it was. Like CrossFit yeah. was never designed to be this thing creating these God athletes. Like I mean, that was not the point. It was just a cool byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just as it turned out, these people suddenly turned out to be really fit. And if like, if you've been around for a long time, like the original evolution of CrossFit games was just a few friends saying, Hey, let's have a little bit of a shindig at the ranch in, in uh, America. Yeah. And, you know, threw together out in the dirt and there was shoes off and all sorts of stuff. And it was a bit of a wild and woolly affair, but that you can sort of picture it, the garage gym and the, yeah. you know, it was just uh, fun with friends. And now it's this super mega production, you know, everybody's a bloody critic. Everybody's an expert. It's this slick production, but it never started like that because it was never about that. Yeah. It was, um, I think, you know, like if you've if you've ever been around, like if if you're in the CrossFit gym, you'll notice that the people that tend to flock towards CrossFit are generally genuinely relatively competitive as it is. So, the, it it seemed like a natural progression for that sport to just sort of take off. Yeah, to go that way. That's yeah. right. It does appeal. Oh, yeah, it does appeal to. It, it appeals to that a certain like type of person who wants to push likes numbers, likes that yeah. comparison. I guess benchmarking, like just. Likes progress. Yeah, but if you look way back, like you said, if you look way back when when Greg Glassman was talking about that that sickness, wellness, fitness, um, you know that 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 progress that we take, he's always said that like we're taking someone from sickness to wellness, and then they go to fitness. We're not taking them from sickness to wellness to the elite athlete that goes to the CrossFit Games. That's right. Like, yeah. It's never been about that. Yeah, it was never about that. I mean, I think at some point there was this thing of well, we'll just prove it. You know, I know that I've oh, got totally. this program, and I know that I can produce the fittest people you've ever seen. And so there was a little bit of that sort of underlying it where we, I think they got some, you know, Navy SEALs or whatever and sort of put a bit of effort there to, sh- to prove the knocker, to the knockers that this style of training could really produce elite level people. Yeah. But it's not where it started. Like Glassman wasn't, that wasn't his first sort of priority to say, oh, let's just make these superhumans. Like that wasn't it. It was about, he just found this fitness regime, like model of these different modalities that produced fit people. Yeah. And like, like you said, it wasn't, Glassman's idea to actually take on the games that that ended up being Castro's thing, right? Which yeah, well, is why we all love Castro now, right? And it just evolved. Like it was just this beast, this that own, just, its own thing. Yeah. So, and I think Glassman sort of took a bit more control of the company again and saying, "Hey, look, let's get back to grassroots and say, let's make you better." Like, like the time when he'd stand by the Coke machine and see everybody walking up to him and say, "Hey, I can make you better." Yeah. You know, it's it's very much the same sort of attack there. The big picture of of what CrossFit is. And I, I suppose as I was sitting there on the weekend, it was, yeah, the, those reflections like, you know, what is a CrossFitter? Because most mm. people, once you get involved in a box and you sort of, you know, get established in the community, you do identify as a CrossFitter. Absolutely. But are you still a CrossFitter if you don't compete? You know, if you're still a CrossFitter, if you're not rocking booty shorts and haven't got your shirt off and all this sort of stuff, yeah. like this is some of the fine lines now that I think that we start to see uh, with people who take on CrossFit is like that's a little bit of pressure a little bit of expectation of what you're supposed to look like and, you know, perhaps you've got to be having these competitive aspirations and, like, that's why I thought maybe you what your thoughts are, Yeah, well, you know, on that kind of thing. Yeah, look, I, honestly, I feel fairly, fairly strongly about it, um, about the fact that once upon a time there used to be, like like we said before, there was a, there was a very thin line and a very thin veil between the, the sport of CrossFit and the fitness regime and they sort of looked the same. Whereas now you turn up to the gym, you're actually here to just focus on what was the purpose of CrossFit originally, which is health, fitness. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean booty shorts, crop tops, 
shirtless guys no, and just six being, pack abs and just be fit. Yeah, that's right. Like so, so what is what are we looking for when we're in the gym? Is we're looking for health. Health and fitness is, is our main priority. Not again, like we we don't expect to see everybody pulling you know six metcons a day and all this stuff. So when it comes to you know what the elites are doing at the moment, yeah, they're great. They're inspirational, and that's everything that we aspire to be able to do absolutely yeah of it's course like we'd all love to be a superhuman wouldn't like, we it's like any other sport yeah. right um but when it comes down to it you know like the the average person that comes into a gym is not rocking a six-pack with you know the the latest fashion trends and all that jazz they don't need to be they don't like they don't need to be and like, also i think it's one of those it's like a it's like a dream almost it's an illusion. We see these athletes and we think they've got it all because they're amazingly fit and they're these superhumans. But that's just the surface. We've oh, not really yeah. looked at exactly what happens there. We've not no. looked at the hours of training, the dedication to diet, all the rest of it, the years and years of that going on, the insecurities, you know, the lack of financial stability, yep. all these things. We just see them at the games. We go, mate, they've got it made. But we, and, and some of them, are, they've got no money. I mean, they, and you they, don't see that. You don't see the pain and anguish that they go through in training like you've. They're putting, the, yeah, they're the putting of, themselves through it, yeah. Yeah, the amount of athletes that you've seen them or, or I've heard them say, you know, I I sat in my car crying because I didn't want to go to the gym this morning, but I forced myself to and I had a great session and I know it'll be worth it when I get to the games. That is not worth it to 99% of the population. No, like, no and way. it's And, like, our job is, like, <laughs> our job is to make sure that people keep coming back to the gym. And they are feeling better when they leave the gym, not necessarily coming into the gym, beating themselves up and then able to go away and work on recovery with, you know, a, a sports medicine doctor that's yeah, going to no help distractions. them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, like, don't get me wrong. And, and like, like you said before, we're not, we're not actually trying to bash on the sport of CrossFit at all. Like we, we are big fans of it. It's what it is. But um, I think it's, I think it's this, there's been this separation of the two, this, the fitness regime and the sport of yeah like you said in the last two years and it's been purposefully done and i i I really agree with it and that's where i think it becomes to us then just to keep reminding people of you know have your dreams and have your you know you idle athletes and all that sort of stuff but you have to you know and this is part of self-development and growth and you know again we're crossfit flourish and so you know we it doesn't just stop at the muscles and whatnot like you got to get inside your head as well yeah you know constantly asking yourself about these things and these aspirations and are they real for you are they obtainable for you? Are you prepared to give it what it takes? But, you know, there's so many little elements to that and you can't take one over the other. Mm. You know, it's like when you watch those bloody talent shows and people are on there and you're like, oh, my God, like your mother's obviously told you all your life you can sing and you're just shit. <laughs> you know, it's the same yeah. with fitness. Like you might be really bloody fit, but maybe you're just never quite going to be that level. And yeah. somewhere along the line, you know, you've got to be real with a few things. You know, if you're yeah. beating yourself up for a pipe dream... Well, and, and I think it's worth taking a look at what, what an elite athlete looks like, you know, like an, an elite athlete is not just beating themselves up in the gym while working another job or, you know, doing all these other things. They're all in. Like, yeah, they're, they, they are 150% in and their family suffers and their their financial gains, like there's no financial gains, no financial, they, they suffer. They're doing it for nothing half the time and the sponsorship right. you see them spruiking is often they've got a free pair of shorts or something. Yeah, that's right. And you you know, sometimes they'll <laughs> give them a flight to a, one of their bloody competitions that they got to go to, but that doesn't cover the other thousands of dollars that yeah. they've got to pay that week, you know. Yep. It's, not, it's, it's not the glamorous life by it's all means. It's an illusion. Yeah. It is. And that's... 
that's cool. Like, don't get me wrong. In the top end, they're making some money now that the sanctionals are in. And that's only thanks to competitions like the Dubai Championships that offer big paychecks. Yeah. But, you know, you got to look at, again, what are they doing just to get to there? Exactly. And what have they sacrificed and what's the future look like for them? And, you know, that's a whole other unknown. That's that's a big one. When we come out the other side and for most elite sports people, it's not without a price to pay for the rest of their life. Well, and that's right. And then, you know, once they quit a sport, usually they've got the identity that their identity is that sport. So what do they do after the sport? Is there that identity still? There's a whole, yeah. there's a whole so there's other a whole, thing. a whole lot of stuff there where, yeah, the sport of CrossFit is different from CrossFit training for health. Yeah, it's, it's like anything else in the, in the regards to if you do a little bit of it, it's good for you. If you go to the extreme end of it, it's extreme. Yeah, and you got to be sure it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm all. I love seeing you know talent. I love seeing successful people. I just love it. And I love people seeing people chasing yeah. their dreams. Oh yeah, and I eat up the CrossFit games. Like I yep. love the CrossFit yep. games. But it's, you got to temper that, and especially I think when we're at the local level here, and we see you know just general pop, and we go around the little local comps and stuff like that. Just keeping that a little bit real. Like, mm. is it worth that? You know that last snatch you did in a workout in the local comp to fucking win a bloody. Yeah. Easily bar. Well, uh, yeah. You know, and a, you a bag with a few stickers in it and, and, a, yeah. and a wrist wraps or something. Yeah, you, know, you see people pushing themselves to that extreme and it's like you just, you know, there's a few little things that maybe you won't get away with when you're doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think if you look at a lot of the population that's doing it as well, like if you look at a lot of the local competitions now, how many of them have a scaled division and how much of that scaled division is full in comparison to even an intermediate and and advanced, yet there's still the advanced programming that goes on for a majority scale competition where, let's face it, guys, CrossFit is not all about that sort of stuff, even in the sport of CrossFit. You know, we're looking to just do some barbell cycling and get some good couplets and triplets going on a lot of the time. But that opens up a whole other can of worms. Um, I think like the programming and whatever. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. whole other, that's a whole other thing. But uh, like I actually wanted to go down a different path when, you know, when we start to look at the difference between training and and like going to a local competition like we get a lot of people who want to be competitive and want to be competitive in the local area and they start to do things like you were saying they're starting to push multiple times a day and do less mobility or recovery or don't actually see any of the allied health professionals that you would see the elite see so then it comes to the question of is training competition or should you just be training or should you just be getting fit yeah well you can't take a piece of something if you decide you're going to try and train like some of these guys are you going to train like rich or one of the you know are you recovering like they are as well and this is usually where a lot of a lot of people come unstuck because they want to increase the volume of the work and the sweating and all that but they don't increase the volume of the recovery at all at all and that's like that's when that's when most of your work is put in is outside of the gym and your nutrition and all the other stuff and you know what and and the real shitty thing about that is guess what that's the same with gen pop you know like in the general population where does most of your results come from it's not in the gym it's what's happening with what you eat it's what's happening with how you sleep it's like we we talk about it all the time right like we're talking about eating all the, the fruits and vegetables and the nuts and seeds and getting eight hours a night sleep and make sure you're not the tin man so do you do your mobility and come to our mobility class yeah, we see how many people do that don't we that's right yet they still mm-hmm. want to be competitive athletes, yeah, right? yeah so it's um so the sport, yeah. So the sport of CrossFit, like I say, we love it, and I, I really enjoy it, and I would encourage anybody just to go and have a look. If you know, there's so many things you can appreciate when you're watching them. Um, 
but it, but it, you know, this is also where we struggle in CrossFit is that people then identify with CrossFit. If I do CrossFit training, I must be going to be this person who wants to go and compete. And like, I just think that's bullshit. Yeah, and we don't want to keep selling that idea to people. The small handful of people want to go compete and, you know, you've got our blessing, go nuts, we'll support you all the way, you know, intelligently and encourage you to do all the other stuff you need to be doing as well. But, you know, for the vast majority of people, they just want to be fit and healthy and well. And, you know, you don't need to have those aspirations to be yeah. super competitive. You don't no. need to win on the whiteboard every day. Like, no one gives a shit. No, and I, I think I've, I've said it a lot in the last few weeks as well, probably actually since the start of the year, is my biggest thing at the moment is who gives a shit about the RX button? Yeah. Who cares? Like, like, you, you, do, I, do I get to click that button today? I don't know, did you? Did you do everything I told you? Yeah, cool, sure, why not click it? Yeah. I mean, I, I know that the RX button is a, like it's a stepping stone and it's a, it's a, like a, it's a milestone. It is. Um, Agreed. But, but I do think once you've been at the RX sort of level fairly consistently, then I think your challenge is to let it go. Yeah, because like, and if we're looking at RX, like it's another to, to most people, it's, it's an arbitrary term. They don't actually understand it. RX just means what we've prescribed. That's it. So if what we prescribed was a certain intention of the exercise, did you do that? Yeah, cool. All right, cool. Go nuts. Yep. And it's going to be different for different people because there's going to be days you're going to see the RX button click by someone and you're going to go, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, like that's, I know they haven't hit, had that chance very often. They're really, you know, starting to move up in their progress and all the rest of it. That's right. You know, whereas, you know, when you see somebody clicking the RX button every day, what then becomes more important to me is perhaps to see the comments or what did they change or what was challenging, what was different or... Or what happens if they are working around something or if they're sick or something like that. <laughs> Yep. see the days when they're not clicking. Or I know their weakness and had, did they hit their weakness when they had an opportunity today yeah. or did they, no, nah, I just got to hit the RX button so stuff it, I'll just do th- this other thing that I can already do really well just to get the RX button. So, yeah. And I think and I think that, that prescription also works in the way of, of learning about yourself to be able to scale that up as well, like learning how to modify it upwards Whereas like we're always we're always working with those who are working their way to our exercise prescription into b- building them up. But like once you're there, that's 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 not where it stops because because there, the prescription yeah. is not that button. The prescription is the intensity, the intention. Yes, the, the and I, we're probably at that point now within our gym. I mean, I think we're still on the track. Yeah, we're still at that point in our gym now. With you know, we've got a number of people now. When we started, there was very few people who could hit an RX button anyway. Yeah. Now we're at the point where we've got so, you know many people that can hit it. And, but it's yes, just like you said, it, that's not the top of the table. Like no. you keep climbing. Yeah, that's you, right. Because why? Why limit your fitness? Yeah. Like that's that's what it's about. Like the the intention is to get healthy, get fit, and and by doing these, these are test markers for us to test our fitness. So if we're not actually accurately testing our fitness, then why are we doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so that's your CrossFit training. Yeah. As opposed to, I guess, competing. Where yeah, okay, competing. I want the fastest time. Yeah, and that's cool. Like that's Fran. That's Fran. That's Fran. That's Fran. Bam. I yep. want two minutes. Let's go. Actually, on a side note on that, somebody commented on our master's forum on Facebook the other day. They haven't done Fran for six years. I thought, there we go. I've got four years to go and I'll be in the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm quite that far off. <laughs> I think I did it like six months ago. Uh, but that's but that's what it's like. And again, like I think I think the the, the less you're into competition and the more you're into um, the health benefits you get of it yes the the less you worry about the benchmarks and the more you worry about how you adjust workouts and how you stick to like we said intention of the workout yeah and where your brain yeah what's your brain it's your brain at this point isn't it that's right like it's how how am i doing this to help me get better yeah what is normally hard for me will i attack that hard thing or will i just take the easy way out and sort of cop out 
Yeah, which is lovely to see on our board here, actually, that we have we have a whiteboard up where we encourage people to write a bright spot or something good that happened mm. during the day. And, like, that is a great place to, if you ever have the chance to just have cast your eye over it and just see the kind of things that people reflect on. Mm. And it, it often is those small wins where something happened, you know, they pushed where they didn't think they could or they did this thing or they didn't cry. Like, you know, yeah. didn't cry in a workout. Like, that's big, huge for some people when it's a real thing for them, you know? And, and the thing that I've... The thing that we've come to see a lot of out of that um, the daily highlights board that we have is that these these things that people would normally keep quiet because everything around them that's happening to general population is pretty extraordinary. So when they finally achieve one of these extraordinary things, they're quiet because they're like, "Yes, I did it." Yeah. But you know, like there's yeah. there's some massive stuff going. Like today alone, three people did their first ever box jumps. That's awesome. That's though. first ever. They're adults. They've never jumped on a box. Yep. That's insane. And they won't brag about it out, out loud anywhere else, no. you know, because, oh, well, everybody else is already doing the box jumps or whatever. But it's like, well, if you step outside this gym, that ain't happening. And, that's huge. And, you know, we can all remember what that's like. Oh, yeah. And, and like double unders or any of that. So yep, it's like, be proud of that shit. As soon as it comes, you know, and, and, if, and if you do get that, oh, my God, I did that. Yep. And we notice it. Like, it's high fives all around, man, because that's, that's what health and fitness is. That's, yep. that's teaching the body something it should be able to do. Yep, absolutely. You know, like that's, that's not I'm learning a box jump so I can start to do, you know, my filthy 50 time better so that one day I can use that as a comparison for when I go to the games. Like, yeah. No. Yep. Like that's not it. Yep. That's right. It's a separate thing. It's a. It's a. Um. The games are like a novelty almost. You know, you could almost put it to there. Like, I mean, I think now for most people in the world, the games and ever being a games athlete is a complete aberration and a complete mm. novelty. I mean, you've got to be in the such top, top, top level percentage of people. Oh, it's, it's less than 1% of them these days. It's yep. ridiculous how, how fewer people actually make it. Yeah, it was actually, I commented to Glenn, you know, we went to the regionals in Wollongong a few years ago and like even even in this amount of time, the, oh. the change in the quality of athletes, it just keeps escalating. You know, you've got 100% of women are doing the ring muscle-ups without stopping, 100%. Yep. They can all do them. They can all do deficit um, handstand push-ups off parallelettes and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So for me seeing game the games is you know you obviously have that relationship in terms of you understand some of the workouts and you look at the weights they're doing stuff and you think oh my goodness you know they're so amazing but it's also just that admiration for where human performance is going and mm. the kind of things that are becoming possible that really no one ever thought yeah and would happen and i tend to think of it a lot like how when we think it's like well because it, it, it is a sport now and i tend to think of it how we think of a lot of other elite sports like yeah, well, if, records and all yeah. Yeah, all of that shit, right? Like, if you have, like, even, like, football or basketball or soccer or anything like that, anybody who watches basketball, they play basketball on their half court and they play, but then they've, they know that they're not putting in the hours that, you know, maybe Kobe put in and he's not going to go to the NBA or the NBL in Australia, you know, they're not, they're not going to do that, but well, they still play their sport and they love it and they still go and watch the, the amazing feats that get done in That's an interesting sport. thing, isn't it? Yes, and yet in CrossFit, we see a lot of people enjoy it and love it so much and then straight away the little stars start flicking in the eyes, oh, this means I'm going to be competitive. And That's right. That was the case back in 2008 Nine, or 10, not. Yeah, whenever, 11, you know. But maybe even 2011. Pretty much since past then, though, you but had it's, to start That's a long hard. time ago now. The paychecks are too big now. You know, I mean, there's <laughs> actually, you know, for good, really good athletes, they can make a living out of it and people will sacrifice everything they have to try to get there. Yeah, and, um, and kudos to them. Like, no, again, like... Holy shit, man! Like that's I could not give that up. Yeah, like, I could not put in. I could, I could say I could put in the effort, but 
Oh no, there's I, bloody no way. I, I know I deep in my heart, I'd be I'd be tapping out at the end of the week. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. They're like just a whole other whole other breed. And so while I say, you know, when people want to come in and do the training, and you love it. Embrace that. Like really love the love you have for it. Love the fact that going to the gym every day isn't a chore. Mm. Love the fact that you can deal with your ego. And like you know, like I say, like it's it's not just about the muscle and the sweating. It's the head. Yeah. Your head is your biggest bloody challenge. Sometimes it's your ego it gets in the way. Oh, I should be this, or I'm better than him, or I'm this and I'm that, and all these things that are going to come up against you that are going to get in the way of that pursuit of just health. Yeah, like, and, and, and I think that aim for progress instead of perfection all the time tends to work in your favor. Like you said, dropping the ego. And we've, we've always said lose the ego, lose the ego. But instead of like, I, I think I found for me, instead of thinking about, like you said, all the um, I should be like this or I, or I need to be doing that or I need to lift that kind of weight, instead of thinking of that and I started to think about, you know, Hey man, I've, I've I I just want to get better at doing things, just yeah, things. But you've got to get in your head and deal with it, yeah. don't you? It's like what what do I want to get better at? Handstands, cool. Let's do more handstands. Let's yep. just play. Yep. You know, muscle ups. Let's just play. Yeah, because the humanness of you is always there. Like we, that's just how we operate. You know, we're always comparing ourselves and jealousy and all these things arise. Yeah. And you know, that's part of your evolution as a human is dealing with that stuff and Absolutely. really objectively looking at it. You know, what's it based in? A lot of it's just storytelling. Yeah. I mean, we see the flip of people who beat themselves up all the time mentally and admonish themselves for being useless and no good and all that sort of stuff. That's the other side of this thing. You know, yeah. we've got one side perhaps a little bit delusional ego and fueling, you know, poor gen- overall either unsafe unsafe practices or these boom or bust cycles where, oh, we're training hard, oh, suddenly we're not really training hard, oh, we're training hard, and, you know, it, it never just settles out and gets, keeps going continuously. Mm. Or I, the, the other one that gets me is that that person, the type of person that might be able to be somewhat competitive but just won't approach us on how to help them get better at it and will just try and do it on their own and then things just go pear shaped because again they're not sure that training is not yeah well they're and the bit of a dark horse sort of thing like because they they're, they're not there they're not as popular as they they're sorry not as popular but not as common as what we would have seen once upon a time like once upon a time that was pretty much the entire gym you know but now it's i don't know it's it's you get people that doubt their ability and doubt mm. their stuff and want to dabble but don't want to talk to anybody yeah. just in case I don't want to look silly you know that I've tried this thing and then failed or whatever and I don't want to you know involve anybody else in that process but really I mean that is true like if you've got the idea and you want to have a go at it you pr- the first person you should be talking to is Greg really like yeah. he needs to know what you're doing so that you know he can cast his eye over what your intentions are and what your plans are and mm-hmm. so you've got somebody who has seen it and has seen people train and can help you train and give you you know that other opinion yeah. along your way like don't try to go at your own we're our own worst bloody enemy oh. you know in so many ways terrible but yeah i, I think that, that was just yeah in my head that other it's, it's the just, other sort of persona that yeah. comes up with it but yeah the, the whole sport versus um fitness regime even like not sport versus training because training always goes towards sport but the fitness regime that we have is is all about that um you know, again, like if we look at the level one manual from from CrossFit, when we first take on how us as coaches approach training, it's you know it's looking at blood markers, it's it's looking at cholesterol, it's looking at all of these things that are a sign of health in the clinical world, right? Like, and how do we test these things? We we 
make sure that everything in the gym is getting better and we leave feeling better than what we came in. And then when we go get these tests done at the doctors that says, you know, my cholesterol's dropped or my lipid levels are better or, you know, or of, of anything that you're having checked out, we know that that is a byproduct of our overall health that we're working on, like our, our sleep, our diet, our exercise that we do in the gym because we've been maintaining a regular practice of trying to better ourselves rather than trying to beat ourselves up. You know, and that beat ourselves up thing tends to just be a common thing uh, generally because, like you said, everybody wants to compete. Yeah, we want to compete, but we just don't really have the tools and resources and the everything behind us to support that no. oftentimes. Yeah, it's yeah. we're human and yeah. humans need to look after themselves. Yeah, the biggest prize, you know, like what are they playing for at the games now? I don't know. What do they win? I don't even okay, know. I don't even know these days. Yeah, but. I don't take a lot of notice, but... You know, they do. They win prizes. We, you know, you guys are winning a prize every day that you're here, that you're actually chipping away, working at your health and fitness. Like, that's the prize. And, like, that is priceless. People at the games, okay, they're going for the short-term, the short-term, um, you know, adoration and accolades. But what is their health like afterwards? And, you know, this is something that is, has been sort of raised that we sort of wonder at what the longevity is of or what the future <coughs> looks like, the elderly yeah. at the aged CrossFit Games athlete will look like. Yeah, you know, have they pushed their bodies to such a limit that they will pay a price for that later on? Because most elite sports people do in some way, shape or form. Guaranteed. And and we, we just don't know yet. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know. know like, yes, they've got great health markers, but at the same time, like I said before, they've, they've pushed their body to that extreme. To way beyond where we're aiming to go with our normal gym members. So, yeah. you know, while we can all feel inadequate when we go to the games and all wish that we were like that, it's a really great time to have that reality check and go, man, they're amazing now and they're incredible when they're 25. But oh, do you, I seriously wonder maybe what are you going to be like when you're 85 and when you're 75? Mm. You know, and <clears throat> it, that's not what we're there for. You know, we're there to keep you, hopefully when you're 75 and 85, still pretty sprightly and still functioning well relative to your peers. Yeah, well, uh, well longevity is what we want to look at, right? And yep. I think... If, it's that slow trajectory to yeah. the distant goal. Yeah, that's right. Like if, you, if you're looking at your goal, you should be able to think about it as like a small little hill that you're going up. Like it is, the, it is a slant that yep. you just walk up slowly. Yep. Not a hill that you're trying to climb up. And that helps even in injury recovery and stuff really, doesn't it? Because, totally. you know, injuries are going to happen. Like moving always comes with that risk of injury. That's what happens. If you sit on your ass, you're going to die of cardiovascular disease or something else as well. So everything you do in life, every choice you make comes with some kind of risk. And, you know, an injury in invariably is going to come up in some way, shape or form. And having a good understanding of that slow trajectory, you know, that's, it's not a very steep hill that you're climbing. It's just chipping away to keep yourself moving towards this distant goal. It's going to help you all, like, all get out when you, when the, you know, yeah. when the cards are sort of not, not going, not being dealt your way and you've, you know, got to battle with an injury for six months or longer and you're sort of questioning why you keep coming into the gym and stuff. Well, this is why, because you're still on that trajectory, you know, you're yeah. still there. Yeah, and I think um, that, that that long trajectory really helps with, so much like as in like you start to fall in love with the process it's perspective yeah, yeah you really you really do it's not just i don't know i don't I've know mi like, i've missed the open this year yeah 
I've missed the game squad. That's the kind of pressure that's on comp- actually seriously competitive athletes. Oh, yeah. They absolutely. miss their chance. You're fucked. Like, if you can't get to the Olympic Games and you're an Olympian, you that's don't it. get many shots at that. No, that's right. Yeah. Once every four years, man. Yep. That's that one. And we're not playing that game. You know, CrossFit and CrossFit never was about playing that game. CrossFit is about, you know, longevity. And we still don't really know. You know, this is all very exciting times to wonder what some of the early CrossFit athletes now, you know, they're still, what, 40s and 50s in terms of people that started training when they were younger. You know, they're still not that old yet. And so we still don't really know what the long-term effect is. Like, I think we're all fairly certain it should be positive. Absolutely, yeah. But the long-term, like, what are these old people going to look like that started CrossFit in their 20s or in their teens? Like, we're not, we don't know yet because they haven't got there yet. Yeah, we've still got many years before we can actually check that out. Yeah, because a lot of the old people started when they were already, sorry, old. You're that's like, right. Well, and And... Again, though, like even if you're looking at general population compared to – well, general population compared to general population. So, like people who have always been physically active versus people who have not been physically active throughout their whole lives, there is a physical difference. Like you can see the difference w- yeah. within them, let alone looking at their bone density and blood markers. Um, they are physically – a lot of a healthier individual and they will outlive someone who has not. So, yeah, And can get themselves up off the floor and have a greater quality of life. That's right. It's quality of life. So then it's it, it goes to, uh, without saying that, yes, they will have that going for them, but then on the flip side of that, because they've, you know, pounded the joints and done so much tiring work on their body for so long, will that have an effect on is the, this your, the, your elite level eventually athlete? The, the quality of life would that end up coming out like, yeah well i think that is the issue with the elite level athletes that's right like not to say that they won't eventually still live a long life because like their cardiovascular health is going to be great and their bone density is going to be great but and they'll probably keep training to some capacity yeah because once you've done this you don't really stop yeah you, so, would, you would assume that it'll keep some kind of baseline of fitness there it's a very it is like you said it's a very exciting time and it's a very intriguing time at the same time um, yeah, what the future holds for the, this training on the the body. Yeah, but yeah. like, and but we know we know what the general training does. Like we we know this because it it has been around for a long time. We just we've just we're just doing it better now. Like yep. CrossFit does it better than it ever was. And it's like, well, you've just done the numbers on it. Uh, we're going to pop up a blog post shortly where Greg's just reviewed. Uh, the recent, uh, well, it's it was, been going on for years, but now, yeah. this case where the str- Na- National Strength and Conditioning Association, so they, they released an article in 2013 um, pretty much uh, stating a bunch of false claims about the injury rates of CrossFit and um, CrossFit have recently sued them and won nearly $4 million about it. Yeah, to prove that it was all bullshit and fabricated. Yeah, that's right. And and the reason, and like what they keep getting, the problem that CrossFit keeps running into now is that they have to keep going after different places now because they are citing this. The this, same study. It's, it's not been out for many years now and they're still citing but it. But you to still say. find it in, the, you know, I guess, Google. It's, it's pretty damn hard to find actually. Yeah. Like yeah. it's really frigging hard to well, find. Well, they cite it from somebody else citing That's it. That's exactly yeah. what they're doing. So yeah. like they're just, they're just saying someone here said it, so I'm citing them and someone yeah. here said it and I'm citing them. But like... Pretty much what happened was they they falsified ev- they falsified everything that said the injury rates were high when it was something like it was only a small test pool but pretty much there was I think it was off the top of my head sorry off I think it was about ten people said that they no eleven people had said that they pulled out due to injury according to the study and when CrossFit did a bit further diggings to say hey that doesn't sound right they went and did a bit of digging and. 10 of those 11 people said, I never told them that I pulled out due to injury. And they just said I did. 
Yep. I actually left because I was bored or I left because I was sick. Or and so we've been dealing with that forever, you know, like because we know CrossFit's safe. Yeah, like absolutely. You, like you said, as I said before, any kind of movement has an inherent risk, risk of injury to it. Like that just comes – that's par for the course of anything. Mm. But in terms of relative – like relative to other sports and other activities you could be undertaking, CrossFit – and you've oh, got, yeah. you published the numbers in there that yeah. like CrossFit's bloody safe it's, it's right up there. So it sits, it sits safer than gymnastics – Right on, right on track actually with elite uh, triathlete, long distance running, and um, oh, I think it's like swimming or something like that. No, swimming is much higher and way lower than normal things like you said. People put their kids in like basketball and soccer. soccer. Regular gym going is is much higher, and this is this is like injuries per one thousand hours of training. Yeah, and like the study that the study the main study that I've put my stuff around there is is. They, they did a one-year follow-up every four months to and they spoke to them on the phone to see how they're feeling and what was yep. the actual cause. Whereas other studies have been like an online questionnaire that have gone through like CrossFitters worldwide bloody on Facebook or something, you know, um, which is not very reliable at all, obviously. So, so, but so we know it's safe, and so, so safe, and so as a long-term training modality for the non non-games level people, you know, the non-elites, we know that for your general pop, going along and training this way with that slow trajectory towards the distant goal of just being a nice, fit, healthy old person is safe, and you probably, I mean, yeah, you run a lot less risk of ending up being that person that you see at the physio visiting them every week, saying that your hip hurts because you've done nothing. You know, and like, or, or that you once upon a time went to the gym and someone told you that you shouldn't continue to do anything because you hurt something else. Yeah, it really is. It's that chipping away. It's showing up every day. It's yeah. if there's one thing that you know, and you can see it here. The members that have been with us for a long time now, it's that it's the consistency. Totally. Like you, that's that's where the gains come. That's where the long term future is for you. Is that it's showing up. It's not the six weeks. I'm going to diet and train, go to the gym for six weeks and lose some weight, and then I'm a functioning human again. Like no, you're not. Like you know, it's and, called an eating disorder. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it literally is. Yeah, that's that's right. So, um, the training of CrossFit as back to I think the training of CrossFit is a vastly different beast and has a vastly different I think outcome for yeah. you as a human being. Um, how long have we been chatting here uh, for? Too long, nearly. It's 37 minutes. Yeah, all right. I won't go down my other rabbit hole then because I wanted to just pass on that reflection. I mean, I'm going to just mention it, but I'm not going to go down do it. it. Do it. Just, Is do, it. just do it. You know, well, we go to these bloody things, these events, to go to the merchandise stands. And what really pisses me off, really, is that, you know, most of us, the majority of us are average CrossFitters. We do it to be fit and healthy. And the shit they spruiked at these things in, merch, in terms of merchandise, is your dog going to vomit? No, I think she's going to bark at something. She's, <laughs> she's calmed down. The stuff they're spruiking in terms of merchandise is really all pick, uh, you know, pitched at elite level athletes. You know, all the sups, all the stuff, the 1% difference things. You know, the clothing that's like, for fuck's sake, who's going to wear some of this stuff? I mean, you know, most CrossFitters probably aren't bloody 18. A lot of us are bloody past 40. And I'm not parenting around in some of the things that they've got on show. And you think, well, where's the – where is – the merchandise manufacturers for the average CrossFitter, which is really most of us. And that's not to say, obviously, booty shorts, crop tops, all that oh, sort of stuff. Like you and Rocket go nuts. Yeah, shit, wear that stuff. But at the same time, you know, where where is the merch for the for the other population? The is, is, the, is what the we question is. We just don't is, feel right? comfortable wearing that kind of stuff. Like I wouldn't have worn that stuff when I was eighteen, just because that's the kind of person I am. And I, I think it's still that fitness. You hear how I'm like high horse about the fitness industry and the, uh, how females, in particular, are pervaded. But it's there for men as well. Like men 
men, you're supposed to be shirtless and have a six-pack, and women, you're supposed to be rocking booty shorts and a bra top. Mm. You know, but the majority of the population don't look like that. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, like, it, it's it's more it, – for me, it's just interesting that they don't try to promote – Something to those that are already overweight and like stock the yeah, sizes well, for those people that are overweight yeah, trying to get fit. Good luck finding a shirt that would fit even somebody who wasn't grossly overweight. I mean, you know, just, yeah. they don't exist. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting thing that maybe these vendors should be looking at. There at, might be a other sp- business opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Serial entrepreneur over here. <laughs> but like seriously, like it's it's something that they could seriously look at for the those, people those, we want those, to get into fitness. Those, we got nothing for them. Well, and those larger venues when they have something going on, there is a lot of people who are your average CrossFitter that turns up to them. God, yeah, there's plenty of people that are obviously just starting on their way with their CrossFit journey. You know, they mm. got a few kilos and stuff to lose there. They're all there supporting because they love it and they're enjoying it. Yeah. But they're sort of slapped in the face when they walk outside. It's almost, oh, well, you're not quite there yet. So, sorry, we don't have any clothes for you. <laughs> sorry, you've got to train for a little longer and then you can buy us. And shit. then you can come here. Yeah, and it's like, it's not fair. Like, that, this pisses me off. And then the supplements. But, I mean, at least we're not like bodybuilding. You go to those, you, know, yeah, that's you right. go to the fitness yeah. shows and stuff. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, does anybody eat food at these things? <laughs> Another topic, another day. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so that was just my only other thing and reflection of like the sport of CrossFit versus like CrossFit training and CrossFit for real people is that, you know, the industry's geared around a lot of this stuff. And so it's easy to think that this is where I need to go and this is what it has to look like. But don't be fooled by that. It's just, I don't know. It just, it looks good on social media. And it's just, and honestly, it is. Like it is cool. Like it's it's like to us it appeals, right? Like we love we do love watching it. Oh god, we do yeah. love seeing it. Like yep. otherwise these people wouldn't be popular. Oh, well, look, I loved watching even some of the girls struggle and the boys. Like you would look at the ladders and you make this assumption that they've all got this capacity and they're all going to flog these like heavy lifts and stuff. But the reality is so diverse. You've got people in the second and like top heats struggling. Yeah, I actually you know? sorry. This is I've got to go real quick on this. <laughs> This actually relates to a conversation I had with someone about oh, it was a workout that they did at the games and there was like a 600-meter run and like overhead squats and they were doing like up over the berm or something like that. Um, no, 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 no. It was a 400. There was one. Like, there I, was, I remember was, watching that. It, but yeah. And their run time for their 600-meter run up over the berm and back was faster than our average 400-meter <laughs> time after doing something like 80 kilo, 20, 80 kilo overhead squats or something. And these guys are like running with dead legs and I'm like, that's why they're elite yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A whole other, whole other human. That's like, mate, I can run flat out and still not beat them when they're, when they're just about dying. Yep. yep. So. Yeah, the capacity across multiple areas is phenomenal. Is admirable and it's great to watch it. It really is. It absolutely is. And, but that, like, don't let that take away from, like, what we achieve here as, as the average person doing day-to-day things yep. too. Like we were saying, celebrate those little things. Like the celebrate day like the getting your mentality and put that over there and you over here and like, you know. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it, yeah. Just enjoy it. Like there's nothing wrong with sitting back and going, man, that is awesome. Yep. I would love to try and do that. Yep. But it's probably not going to happen. Not going to happen and I'm not going to do the training that <laughs> you might need to do anyway. Yep. Yeah, so, I yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's very worthwhile knowing the difference yeah and i think we're lucky to have something like that to aspire to and something that's legit not bullshit like f45 championships and all that crap that they do it's like what is that (laughs) yeah i don't know does anybody even know do they even do it anymore i don't know no because i I mean it proved nothing the crossfit boys went and flogged them all anyway and it was like oh someone out of the top 10 went and flogged them (laughs) 
Just saying. But, you know, the reason why the CrossFit ones have stuck is because it's fucking effective and it works and people just keep, these people just keep coming through. But it, it, it's not what CrossFit is for the rest of us. No, and I think if you ask someone who's struggling with this, I, I like the struggle that in your head you go, well, but I have to do better and I have to do this and I have to do that. Come and see us, have a chat. Or even if you're not a part of our gym and you do listen to this, have a chat with us, like, yeah, you should chat with us about that, not because we'll like try and dissuade you from it. Because we'll just, we just want to help you help you yeah, work through it. Really, your perspective and what you want is yours, and like, don't yeah. n- nothing of what we say can take that from you. No. you. You know, if you're real and you know exactly what you want, or even if you think it's a bit of a pie in the sky dream and you want to have a crack at it, glad to. You'll get support for it. Don't Absolutely. don't well, think that we wouldn't support you on it. We've got kids that I'm working towards trying to be in the Olympics, and what eight eight years is how we've had their trajectory at the moment. So. Yep. But that's so like, every dream's a valid dream. Nothing, nothing is impossible. But you got to have a plan. That's right, and you just got to be real. Yep, it's got to be real. Yeah, like, and that's right. You need the reality talk at some point. Then yeah. that's a worthwhile discussion to have as well. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. We Wait, better shut up. I think that might be it. Yeah, because we can keep going. We've probably been around in circles a few times already. Yeah. If you listen to us to the end, just tell us because. God, it should like give you a fit aid if you listen to the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going on 40, 44 minutes. Let's soon, see so. how many cans of fit aid we give away in the box in the next week. There you go. Let's see what happens. <laughs> see, see how many come to us. At, at, if you post it on Facebook though and make it general knowledge, no one gets it. You're fucked if you do that. Yep. Not, not on. You've just got to keep it quiet. Yeah, keep it quiet. Just come and see us. Yep, either Greg or me. There you go. Righto. Done. See ya. <laughs>